Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to the second annual edition of the Botskas Award Ceremony 2021. It's the biggest party of the year. Biggest night of the year. Uh, Can't have parties anymore. Except, yeah, it's a virtual party because <laughs> it's we're not a socially distanced Botskas ceremony. <laughs> there's, there's no debauchery after the show this year. That's true. After have, well, yeah, yeah, after last year's shenanigans, you know who we can't name and what we can't mention that they did. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disgusting. Should <laughs> be in prison. Yeah, got your tux on. <laughs> yeah. Me too, man. Uh, Top not, half at not, least. Yeah, not my trousers. Um, gone board, board shorts. You can't yeah. podcast in trousers. Board shorts, no socks, and uh, tuxedo top. Red tuxedo, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. You know me. I, I, I am the one who owns the uh, red velvet jacket. True story. <laughs> Very true story. Seen it. Seen it in person. How are you, Nick? Great. I'm excited. Me too. I love this night. This is the best night of the year. It's so it's, it's uh, funding the show, isn't it? Because we can yeah. just <laughs> there's minimal research required beforehand, and we can just try and take each other down. <laughs> that's it. It's just going to be basically an episode of me and Nick arguing with each other. So if that's what you're into, yeah, strap have in. fun, <laughs> strap in, and have fun because there's going to be some arguments tonight. There's some hotly contested categories in these awards. So what what we're doing basically, if if anyone didn't hear last year's or was reasonably new to the show, so oh yeah, <laughs> we we do a stream table for every season of our show, so that ends up being twenty five movies at the end of the season, which nicely works out because by the time you've done two seasons, you've pretty much done a calendar year. So pretty much here we are. We are so anyone who's up for an award or any movie that's up for award is. Any movie that we reviewed and talked about in either season three or season four of the show. Yes, basically the last calendar year of the show. Exactly. Them's the ten rules. A- ten awards to give out tonight. And two people will be inducted to the Captain's Gallery, which is basically our Hall of Fame of people who we think deserve to have a bit more recognition for their contributions to our show. Yeah. We've got some two... Two hot cut hot cut categories. No, some hot hot what, categories. <laughs> hot cut categories. <laughs> hot. What do we call them? Inductees. Hot inductees this year. Sure, going to be good. It's going to be good fun. Uh, before we start, do you want to break down the stream table a little bit? The season four stream table. We can Have do a bit of we, a chat now. We've yeah. had time to take it in a bit. Yeah. So we finished up uh, two weeks ago, didn't we? Because we had a week yep. off. And how was your Easter? Yeah, it was great. It was, I was, yeah. Turns out I wasn't um, exaggerating too much about the amount of chocolate because uh, it just kept arriving until about <laughs> Tuesday. So I must—I was going to drop some around for the kids, but when you said they'd got seventy-four, I thought I'll just eat it myself. Yeah, so I did. It's the—it's the right decision. Uh, yeah, <laughs> v- v- very good. Um, I should have probably bought some in to nibble on whilst we were doing this, but I did not. But there you go. I've—I've I've eaten all mine. I'm ashamed uh, to say. I might bring some to you. Uh, <laughs> That'd be nice. Fine. Okay, so what were we saying? Yes, season four. Um, <laughs> I think pretty strong. Yeah, I think it was a good season. I think the thing with season four was the top and the bottom are very distinctive and there's a big gap in the middle. But the top films were great and the bottom films were awful. And then the middle films were just middle films. I do feel possibly more than previous seasons that we've had, there was three distinct sections to this table this, this yeah, time around. Yeah, you're right. Whereas... Maybe a couple of times before we've seen a really good top two or three that have been really, really good. 
uh, and and then it's sort of you know a bad bottom three and then it's kind of merged into one but I, I, I think there was basically a sort of yeah three thirds to this where it, it wasn't quite as clear cut the best yeah. you know there was there was a good batch <laughs> a, there wasn't a, a nothing batch and then an absolute batch of detritus at the bottom <laughs> good word thanks I think there wasn't anything that's like Calibre doesn't stand out above everything else. It's like this is a much better film than everything else. And I don't think it probably competes for the number one spot in any of the other stream tables either. But like I say, the top, there was a better quality of film at the top rather than having one or two standouts at the top like we've had previously. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and it was it was running close a couple of times, wasn't it? But it did yeah. just do enough to hang on. And I, and I think that's uh, worthy for, for this, this season. Do you want to break it down a little bit and go through them in groups of five or something? Yeah, I can do. Go for it. Okay, so the bottom five of the stream table this month, this season, were 25th was Swiped, 24th was Aerials, 23rd was Darklight, 22 was Malevolent, 21 was Life Force. All five I... of those films are dog shit. Garbage. Absolute garbage. <laughs> I mean, Life Force may be slightly different because that, that, that was a real slog to get through. It's just not aged well, but... I yeah, mean, I still don't think it was great uh, at the time. <laughs> Surely it can't have been. Um, Aerials, you kind of have to give a bit of a pass to as well, just I mean, because it's such low budget and from a country that doesn't make films. It's it was made in Dubai, was it? Yeah, from, right. from the United Arab Emirates, and it yeah. was. You see, I don't want to sound patronising and say it was a good try, but. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's genuinely one of the worst films I've ever seen. It it might be one of the worst acted films I've ever seen. Uh, it is the worst acted film you've ever seen. I guarantee that. But I think I said <laughs> in the episode, I kind of wanted to see it through and see. I didn't want to yeah. turn it off at any point. <laughs> no. But it didn't finish bottom of the table. Swiped is a worse film. And that's a Hollywood film. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's just all, all, all five of them. Dark Light was terrible as well. The, just nonsense. Dark Light had Mal- a good... That, that was the aliens in the field, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, monsters. Uh, <laughs> quite like the design, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, woeful yeah, again. Poor. Malevolent again, not scary ghost story that turned into torture porn at the end. Awful. <laughs> no, nothing redeeming. Uh, you know, and that had some big names in it. Obviously, a pre-flame, a pre-fame, or not quite as famous, Florence Pugh. Yeah. Or Flopo, as she's known for Flopo. And she, yeah, it was it was really terrible. And who was the old woman? It's Cynthia Emery. Uh, Celia Emery. Celia Emery. Yeah, who became became spoiler alert, like <laughs> turned into Jigsaw. like yeah, exactly <laughs> at the end. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, next group are uh, twenty was Deadcon, nineteen was Eye Boy, eighteen was Red Dot, seventeen was White Girl, and sixteen was Results. Deadcon yeah. again, just boring horror film. I thought it was terrible. Nothing about it at all. Not worth watching. Eye Boy, I think's a little bit low. I I don't. I didn't hate Eye Boy. I wanted more from it. I, I thought yeah. it waste, wasted Maisie Williams. I, I yeah. I, maybe it caught me a bit on a bad night, but I did. I, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. Again, it was another one that felt like a, a slog through for me. Yeah, definitely. Red Dot again. Wasted complete. potential, I would say. Excellent premise. Terrible um, film. That was the that was the quite I think it's the most recent movie, isn't it, on the list? It's yeah. The, as in, in terms of when it was made, uh, yeah. And it it's was the, probably the most recent we've ever done. The couple who were terrorized by 
uh, an unknown assailant in the uh, Swedish countryside. Problem yeah. is, there was only four people in the film, so you knew who the assailant was straight away, <laughs> and it kind yeah. of removed any um, danger or her suspense for me. Yeah. White Girl. Ridiculous ending as well. Yeah, it was. White Girl was a recent one that we've done. That's a couple, only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? But yeah. It was just, just a sexy drug romp is all middle, that was. Middle of the road for me, that one. Yeah. And results. You you liked results a lot more than I did. I just didn't have a lot of time yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I, nothing groundbreaking, but I kind of liked the performances. You know, it was Kobe Smulders, wasn't it? And Guy Pearce. Yeah. Uh, it... You know, it's it's mumblecore, isn't it? It's I got something out of it, but I can look, I totally understand why you didn't like it. I, I yeah. completely get that. Good. Fifteenth uh, was Hungerford. Fourteen was Shimmer Lake. Thirteen was Would You Rather. Twelve was The Discovery, and eleven was Pottersville. Yeah, Hungerford. Where did we start with Hungerford? At certainly one of the <laughs> most memorable movies. Yeah, I think definitely. I've seen on the show. It's a low budget student. English zombie movie. Was it's, it zombies? Yeah. Uh, it was aliens. Aliens. People into zombies. I just had a mental blank then. <laughs> just couldn't remember what the film was about. So, so the aliens basically turned people that was into it. zombies, yeah. didn't they? And it would look like it had been made for about ten quid by a load of students because it was made for about ten quid for a, by a load of students. It's got the worst slash most hilarious car crash I've ever seen on film. <laughs> yeah. Uh and you know it's got Drew Casson, owner of the most wondrous hair I've ever seen. <laughs> the beautiful Drew Casson. Um, it's I've, terrible. It's terrible. It, but we both kind of just like it a real, bit. <laughs> yeah, I have a real affection for it. It it has a place in my heart. It's just I love that sort of. It's a terrible film, but there's something there. Something there for me. Uh, Shimmer Lake. I mean. I'm, I'm to sitting here it, to be exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. I'm sitting here struggling to remember what it was about. It was the backwards it was, crime caper, wasn't it? It was instantly forgettable. I, I still now you've Move said back, backwards crime caper. I still can't really even think about it. Uh, would you rather? Again, that was a bit of wasted potential as well. That could have been so much more than it was. Uh, same for me. Same as Shimalake. Just absolutely yeah. middle of the road torture porny again, wasn't it? Just did nothing. For trying me to be a saw rip off. Not great. Uh, the Discovery at number 12. I, I would say good premise. We're in that middle of the road section just, here. There's just there's just nothing here in these five. So do you remember from The Discovery, the first... And it's it's not nominated in the Boscars, but the no. only bit that I could really sticks in my mind in terms of a memorable moment is is the pre-credit scene where the, they're interviewing... Um, yes. Robert Redford... Yes. It was the director's mum, wasn't it? If I remember yeah, right. and and he just shoots himself on the on the interview set, and then yeah. after that, it's all downhill. It's all downhill from there. And yeah. then we come to Pottersville. Yeah, I think this is the first hard first, recommend for me. Yeah, it's a good. It's a Christmas film about a Bigfoot. There's, you can't really say much more than that <laughs> if that's what you're into. You're going to know straight away from those words if that's what you're into. So yeah, if it is, just go out and watch it. It's all right. I I um I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I'd, yeah. Again, it's it's a bit shonky, <laughs> but I like quite a few of the people in it, and yeah, I go I, yeah go watch Pottersville. I think it's a cool yeah. cool Agreed. movie. Um, top ten. So 
10 was El Camino Christmas. 9 was A Silent Voice, the lowest of this season's wildcards. Uh, 8 was Alex Strangelove. 7 was Catfight. And 6 was The Funhouse Massacre, which was the finale of the season. So let's start on El Camino Christmas. Another Christmas film. There's a Christmas film section. I really liked it. Yeah, it's good. It's just, just a brainless heist movie, but it's the, good, isn't it? I think that our criticism was that it took a, you know, took a the first half to, get, to going. get going, but but once it got all its key players in place, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's yeah. right on that borderline of, would you recommend it, would you not? Because everything above here, the top nine in this table are all hard recommends for me. Yeah. So number nine is A Silent Voice, which was Ross Cook's wild card for this season. Uh, Japanese anime love story. I found it really quite moving. Yeah, I I I am really glad I watched it. I I, I think it was a really good choice by Ross. Yeah, uh, agreed. You know, and it, it's one of the reasons I wanted to do the show because it's it's something I wouldn't necessarily have picked and put on of my own validation. But I think I found a really uh, really enjoyable movie, worthwhile yeah. movie. Agreed. Couldn't say much more about that myself. Number eight was Alex Strangelove. Um, yeah. See, maybe <laughs> I'm not as high as this as you. I I liked it, but I wanted a bit more from it. Yeah, it maybe is a little bit too high in the table. To be fair, I I think I think that's debatable because it's only going to drop down a place or two. Yeah, maybe a place or two, but it's a good film. It's it's basically coming out story, isn't it? Theme yeah. coming out story. Yeah. It's just good. It's a good little love story. It's a good, it's a good movie, yeah. It is. Uh, seven, <laughs> Catfight. All right, this is too low for me. <laughs> it's, is, it's top five a, for me. This is about where it should be. There's, this is the, one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. It's basically 90 minutes of two women fighting. But it's also a, political, a political allegory for the <laughs> 2016 American election. Unbelievably, it's, it is, yeah. It's like a class... <laughs> commentary as well it's and it's it's also got like a time several time jumps and it just goes places you just would never have thought um catfight's one of those films i'm really glad i've seen it Uh, i won't ever watch it again but i'm really glad i've seen it see so it's so unique it's not like nothing else you'll ever see i definitely wouldn't and if anyone said to me do you want some i want something surprising i'm showing i'm saying go and watch that yeah agreed it's a proper little hidden gem. Whatever you think you're getting, you're not. <laughs> uh, number six was Funhouse Massacre. This was my wild card for the season. Um, yeah. yeah. Season finale as well. It's exactly what it says on the tin. It's a massacre in a funhouse and it's fun. <laughs> it knows what it's doing and it does it well, doesn't it? It does. It does it really well. It's a really good little film. Really good little low budget gore fest. Enjoyed it. Do you want to do the top five? Let's do it. BFW was number five. The Lost Bullet was number four. Anna and the Apocalypse was number three. The Prags of Breslau is number two. And Calibre won this season's stream table. So let's talk VFW first. Old guy's uh, bar fight. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I mean, come on, it's, it is... Yes, we know it's this sort of dusk till dawn template. But it, it won a lot of points for sort of nostalgia for me, given some yeah. of the cast. Um <laughs> And yeah, it's just gritty. It's grainy. It's got that sort of grindhouse feel to it. It's gory. It's just a bit of a throwback, and I really enjoyed it. Agreed. It's a really good film. Uh, number four was your wild card, Lost Bullet. Yeah, it's it's just a fun heist police comedy 
not comedy, police chase. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. That was what I was <laughs> chase movie. Um, a lot cleverer than I thought it was when I picked it. You know, I thought we were getting a ridiculous, <laughs> stupid uh, action movie, and it was a bit more considered than I thought. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, number f- I'm going to shoot on. myself in the foot here with the lost bullet, but I I, I actually <laughs> think it is a couple high, couple too high. For, oh really? If it, if it was just my table, but it's not. So true. <laughs> uh, number three was Anna and the Apocalypse, a romantic zombie comedy musical. <laughs> Don't forget that. That's just fun. It's got some great tunes. It is. Yeah, you can't say fairer than that. It's just a really. There's some cracking tunes. I found myself listening to the soundtrack a few times. There's some really good songs in it. If you like a musical and you like a comedy zombie film, it's Shaun of the Dead, the musical, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, number two is The Plagues of Breslau. Uh, yeah, I mean, Polish. it's the Polish version of Seven, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> and it's it fun. Is, it's fun and it's really good. The story's really compelling and it is a really good time. Uh, it flies by. Awful haircuts in it just to keep you amused. <laughs> Very true. And this season's winner of the stream table is Caliber, Sam Mulholland's wildcard. What have you got to say about Caliber, Nick? I, I think, I don't think we've ever had a movie sort of so early that has then hung on to the top spot. No, it was the through. sixth episode of this season. It stayed there for 19 weeks. But there's a couple of real standout moments, which I'm sure we'll get to. Some really good performances. And it was it was a compelling watch. Yeah. It's, you know, it does rely heavily on influences things like deliverance um you know it's that sort of yeah two two outsiders coming into a local a local village for local people <laughs> but again it still goes maybe some places you 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 don't quite expect and then um yeah the final shot is just awesome very it's memorable. wonderful it's a wonderful film like i said i don't think it competes at the top of the rest of the stream tables but it thoroughly deserves to be at the top of this one it's uh, really good yeah i'd I think it'd be top of these two seasons that we're talking about, maybe for me. Just thinking back, but yeah, possibly. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. So yeah, that's the stream table from twenty-five to one. Overall, quite good. We should we do some awards? Let's do it. We get going. Let's get going. Right. What is our first award of the evening, Nick? Do you want to do the nominations on this one? I can do, yeah. So our okay. first award of the evening and of the year is the best death. Nice. And the nominations are? Uh, nominations for best death are the bowling ball head crush from Anna and the Apocalypse, uh, the dude getting pulled apart by horses in the <laughs> plagues of Breslau, uh, that's yep. li- literally he was pulled apart by horses. He wasn't like listening to the band or anything. <laughs> uh, the next one is impaled on a samurai sword in super dark times. Then we've got. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm laughing. This is horrible. <laughs> we've got Paul Rudd watching his daughter being molested whilst dying in mute. <laughs> I, we've got. I've called it Bad Vibrations, but this is the guy from Holidays who had a vibrator stuck up his anus and turned on to industrial strength levels. <laughs> and In then holidays. finally, 
Yeah, in holidays. And then finally, the Test Your Strength from Funhouse Massacre. Oh, that one's not on my list. Okay. I don't know what's going on with my list. Okay. If I miss any nominations, then just <laughs> I'll, I'll pick shout you me up. out. <laughs> okay. Um, all classic deaths there. All very memorable moments from the show. Have you got any first thoughts on it? I, th- I think for me, the most horrific was the one in holidays. But I don't know if I want to say that's the best death. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it, when you say best death? What what are we are we just like the most appealing one, the most fun one? The I don't know. I don't know how we uh, how it's we how judge we, this one. Well, uh, uh, that's what we're here to talk about, isn't it? Is what's is it most spectacular? The 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 most awful because that poor Rudd one's pretty bad in mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think we should, there's one we should discount straight away. Okay. Although it is a wonderful moment in the film. The bowling ball head crush in Anna and the Apocalypse was carried out onto a zombie, which technically was already dead. That's true, but he didn't come back <laughs> after having his head crushed between true, two bowling balls. True, he didn't. Balls. He didn't, and it is a really good scene, but I, I don't think it wins for me, just because it's somebody that was already dead. Fine, I'm, I'm, I can go with that. <laughs> if, um, if it was best second death, then maybe. The test of strength machine in Funhouse Massacre is brilliant. That's such a good scene. And that character, that clown that does that, is a great character. Yeah, so so what happens there is our um, one of our fearless teenagers trips and falls, um, manages to kind of drag himself up. But oh no, his head is on <laughs> on the uh, the plate of the test your strength machine. Uh, and then, yeah, the hefty clown wrestler guy comes and smooshes his head up. With a big old hammer. That's a strong contender for me, I've got to say. Yeah, I agree. It's a strong one for me as well. Pulled away by horses. That wasn't a character from the film. We didn't know that guy. Um, But it is a really nice scene in the film, but it's very quick. Yes. I think we can maybe knock that one out as well. It was done for gore purposes. It didn't really, like you say, it wasn't a character you were. We already knew that had happened and then we get to see it. It wasn't a character you're invested in either. The Samurai Sword from Super Dark Times. Now, that is the whole ep- um, point of that film, is that that moment kicks the whole film off. And for me, that's a really strong contender as well. Yeah, I mean, it's pivotal. It's probably the most pivotal death. <laughs> oh, definitely. That whole film doesn't happen if that death doesn't happen. <laughs> but <laughs> it's I, as simple I think as that. I, I think I'm ruling it out in terms of spectacularness. Or spectacular Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a really mem- it is a really like momentous moment in that film, but it's not memorable in itself. And then you've got vibrated to death from holidays, which was <laughs> You're never gonna forget that. <laughs> you're never gonna forget that at all. I'm never gonna forget holidays. I think it's between three. I think it's between Paul Rudd being left to die in mute, vibrated to death in holidays, and the Test of strength machine, head crush. Right, I'm ruling out Paul Paul Rudd because it is horrific, uh, and it's, it's horrible to watch. It's awful, um, <laughs> and I don't want to take it because down that route. <laughs> uh, I'm putting my chips in the fun house, and I'll go with the test your strength. I I think I'm with you on that. If you if you knock it, Paul Rudd's death is horrific, horrific, but I would it's not the best death. So I think I'm I think I'm with you. I think that Death in Funhouse Massacre is brilliant. It's the first one in the film as well, isn't it? Or the first major one in the film. 
I it sets so, it all yeah. off. It sets it all. I think it's the second guy to die, but the first one just got thrown on the floor. Um, it's the first like major gory death, and it sets up that whole film to go where it goes. And I think for me, that's the one that wins it. Congratulations to the Funhouse Massacre. We'll have to try and find out the name of the guy who took that death. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well done. Good award. First award given to the Funhouse Massacre. Um, second award of the evening is going to be for worst performance by her human. Or a human. Which oh, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> put, do you want me to do the nominations for this one? Yes, go for it. Okay, so the nominations for worst performance by a human are Noah Centineo for Swiped. Oh, why have I chosen to do this one when I can't pronounce any of the names? <laughs> Saga Aliasari from Aerials. Yep. Anna Drusiniana for Aerials. Katie Sackoff for 2036 Origins Unknown. And the entire cast of Deadly Detention. Thoughts? I, I think this is a really difficult one to call. <laughs> Agreed. Any one of the five of them deserve that. If I was going to have to narrow it down, I'd maybe take the two guys from Ariel's out because... Do they not... cancel each other out? Yes, and they're not professional actors. But it's, <laughs> but it's the worst acted movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I would, I would take her out as being slightly better than him. Than, uh, so Anna Drusnina is yeah. slightly better than Saga Alizari, but... They're in the th- their room together, acting in the same film, and it feels like they're in different films. <laughs> it feels like they're in different countries. I think he's a really strong contender. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, we'll leave him in for now then. Um, Noah Centineo. I Talk don't... to me. Swiped is an awful film. Can you polish a turd? That's what you've got to think about. <laughs> exactly. Noah, Noah Centineo is not an awful actor, and I oh. think he, he maybe did the best of what he could with that Terrible, terrible writing. I think I'm with you. Yeah? Yeah. It was, it was, do you remember going back to season one, Sierra Burgess is a loser? That's an also an awful, awful film. But he was probably the best thing about it. Yeah, him and, and um, Chan and Purser and that, they had chemistry. I think yeah. I remember saying that at the time. Right, he's, he's gone. It's fine. Look, I've kind of got the same argument for the cast of Deadly Detention. Yeah. Because none of them stuck out as terrible. They're all just terrible. Yeah. But it's, it's, but it's a terrible film. I've seen. Yeah. So are we, class- are we cutting that out as well? Which takes uh, us down to two. Yeah. For me, it's uh, it's Saga Alizari versus Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> my... Again, I know is a good actress. This is my point. This is the point I was about to make. You know Katie Sackhoff's a good actress. In this film, which is terrible, she is terrible. She can't carry it. No, she can't. It's a sort of <laughs> one one woman in a room on her own, well, with, yeah. a, with a computer, and she can't carry it, but it's an absolute dud. It's so boring. <laughs> was it bottom of season three? It was, wasn't it? Uh, it was yes. the worst film of season three. I think Katie Sackhoff gets this in my head, just for the fact that she is a well-renowned actress, and Saga Aliasari is not a world-renowned actor. And the fact that she is terrible in this film is worse than him being terrible in that film. I, it's really tough because he's he's. I don't, I, think, I don't know if we're splitting airs. He's so bad, but could he, he have done bad. any better? 
that's the thing. He's not. An, he's there, that was his first role, his only role. Whereas Katie Sackhoff is a world. She's known as a good actress, and she is not a good actress in twenty thirty six. Right. I tell you what, my deciding factor is. I, I, as I said earlier, I did not want to turn aerials off. I wish I could have turned twenty thirty six Origins Unknown off. Agreed. I'd have turned it off after four minutes. It's an awful film. Let's give it to Katie. Congratulations, Katie Sackhoff, for winning the worst performance by a human in the Botskers. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's congratulations or not. Um, she's, she's, no, she's really good in, um, she was in The Mandalorian, wasn't she, this season? Yeah, she's good in most things. That's why I can't get over the fact that she's terrible in that. Right, should we counteract our negativity there? And Yeah, I'll, I'll do the nice one. Do the nice one. <laughs> Best performance by a human. The nominations are Owen Campbell for Super Dark Times, Gugu Mbatha Raw for Fast Colour, Anne Hesh for Catfight, Sandra O oh for Catfight, Jack Loudon for Calibre, and Malcolm Cumming for Anna and the Apocalypse. Very well done. Thanks. <laughs> Initial thoughts? I, I have a winner in my head for this one already. So do I. Okay. I, I've got a standout for me, and I'd be really surprised if it was the same as you. <laughs> um, to be honest, shall we just shall do that? A couple do you out want... first. Yeah. Okay. Or... Just let's rule some out then. Who are you? Who... That... The one who want to drop out straight away for me is Malcolm Cumming. He's great. I don't think he's in it enough. He's the best thing about that film, but you're right. Yes. I don't think he is in it enough. Yeah. So okay. I'll happily, I'll happily knock him out. That sounds wrong. I quite like him. I'm not going to knock him out. I think it's really difficult to pick Anne Hesh or Sandra O. Above I was one, just going to say the other. same. I'd, I'd like. I think those two cancel each other out. You can't pick one over the other. But they're both incredible. Yep. And I think we'll come back to Catfight later on. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you want to pitch or shall I pitch? You pitch first. So I've thought about this one. This is probably the category I've thought about the most. And I know it was a, it was a while ago we saw this film, and and I wonder if it has it sort of um, fallen out of our memories a little bit. Okay, but I'm Gaga for Gugu. <laughs> I knew you were going Gaga for Gugu <laughs> because I think she absolutely carried Fast Color. Yeah, she did. It it was a a really enjoyable film, and it it's a superhero origin story. That didn't make me hate it because I don't like a lot of superhero origin <laughs> stories, and I it all hinged on her, and I thought she was brilliant. Agreed. Yeah, she is really good. Um, I'm gonna discount Jack Loudon from Calibre, and I want to put an argument in for Owen Campbell for Super Dark Times. Okay. I remember saying at the time when we watched Super Dark Times that that was the best performance we've ever seen on the show. Um, I don't think we've seen a better one since, and the only person that does run it close is Gugu because she was awesome in that film so that is a really tough call for me between those two yeah Owen, Owen Campbell in Super Dark Times is one of the best acting performances I've seen since we've started the show in the 100 films that we've now done he's that good in it like that good I don't know I don't know how we pick <laughs> well I I think Fast Colors is a better film for me overall I know it finished lower <laughs> I was going to say, Super Dark Times was definitely higher up in the table. But 
Fast Color is a brilliant film. Yeah. But then Super Dark Times is also a brilliant film. Is it a cop-out I mean, to give it to make it a tie? I think it is, isn't it? I don't think we can do that. No, we can't do that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I've got something in my back pocket, which I'm considering uh, laying on the table. What's uh, that? <laughs> and we, if you remember, we did have an agreement from the uh, Funhouse Massacre episode. <laughs> did we? <laughs> yeah, where um, I would hold a, uh, a deciding vote in a category of the boxes. That's true. We did. To have be that. honest, this is where I'm thinking of cashing it in because I, I, I just, I just thought the whole thing hinged on her in that movie. Yeah. And I although I, he was he was great in Superstar Homes, but he had a lot of help from those around him. Agreed. If you want to play that there, that is fine with me. I have no issue with her winning that award, none at all. It's done. Cool. Congratulations to Gugu and Bafaro for. Best performance by a human. For some reason, I can't say a human. I don't know why. <laughs> it's never come up before. Right. Award number four. Sure. This is the new one. New for 2021. This is the Weirdest Naughty Award. Do you want to yes. explain what the Weirdest Naughty means, Nick? For people who what? are not, not familiar? Yeah, so this is a new award. Um, and we, we kind of noticed, didn't we, the last these two seasons that we're covering, there's been a lot of sort of strange sex scenes. Yeah, there has. And, and that true. can be, that can be in, in a strange place or it's a strange situation or it's just weird stuff. And, and, and we didn't really have a problem coming up with these nominations. No, <laughs> they kind of wrote themselves, these ones. Some of it is just a bit out of place. Some of it is in a weird film. Uh, and I'm, I think this is a real, really tough one to call. So. <laughs> do you want me to do the nominations? Yeah, go for it. So the nominations for the Weirdest Naughty Award go to The Snake Demon and the Lady from Holidays. Um, Alex and Claire from Alex Strangelove. Leah and Alex and Kelly in White Girl. Alex and Emily in The Overnight. A Humanoid from the Deep and A Human Teenager from Humanoids from the Deep. Um, Jason and Christina in the Toilet from Funhouse Massacre. There's some very weird sex scenes in that list, Nick. I've just realised how many Alexes are in that category. <laughs> there is quite a lot. There's three. Yeah. In three different films. What's your, what's your first thoughts? I think it's. I think this one's quite easy. Oh, do you? Yeah. When you look at them, there's one that stands out for me as being one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Really? I'm 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 finding that one difficult. Really? Yeah. Shall I just tell you which one I think should win then? Yeah. I think the snake demon and the woman from the holidays should win that. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. <laughs> but Yeah, but I'd completely forgotten about movie. it until you wrote it down in these nominations and then I was like, yeah, that wins. Without doubt it's the weirdest fucking thing. It's so, so weird. I, I was kind of thinking I was I was bet- between two, yeah, um, and it and it was, it was Alex and Emily in the overnight, yeah, and that, but that's the bit at the start when so it's not the when they all get into the sex games at the end, yeah, it's the bit it's the bit at the start where they're kind of really awkwardly having sex, and yeah. then the whole the whole point of the movie is that Alex, who is played by I don't know why I've said this because I can't remember his name, <laughs> Adam Scott, yes, has got a micro penis, yeah. 
So they have to like finish themselves both off, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And it's just really awkward. It's and weird. so awkward to watch. And that's like the first scene in the movie. If it were doing awkwardest naughty, then I think that's a shooting. And then, but it's not one, weird. The other one that stuck out for me is when that humanoid just rapes that teenager <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. I think you can. The one from White Girl, I think we can rule out. It is a weird scene, but it fits in with the tone of the film and it doesn't even last that long. Yeah. So I think we'll wipe that one out. I think you can wipe out Alex Strangelove and his girlfriend. Yeah. Because that was just weird as well and nothing really happened. Um, The toilet naughty from Funhouse Massacre. It's just in a toilet. It's just just weird because one of the killers is watching and kind of getting off at it at the time. (laughs) I, I, I can't look past that snake woman. That snake and that woman. I, I'm yeah, sorry, I, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. It's so fucking weird. Yeah? Done. Congratulations to the cast of Holidays. <laughs> <laughs> you have the weirdest naughty. You do. Right. The fifth award of the evening. Halfway there after this one. So do you want to read out the nominations for the fifth award of the evening? I sure do. Go for it. Next award is... To, to coin one of your favorite phrases, <laughs> the most batshit crazy movie. Yes. And then the nominations are Gantz O, Pottersville, The Bad Batch, Erementari, The Blacksmith and the Devil, Catfight, and Holidays. Th- this is a tough pick. I think it is. We've watched some fucking crazy films this these last two seasons. <laughs> Any one of those films could win this easily. Yeah. I this is the only one I've not highlighted where who I think might win. Strong arguments for all of them. Yeah, agreed. Do you want to run through them all? Give a quick synopsis. So Ganso is the Japanese anime um <laughs> monster alien aliens not no monsters not aliens. Attack it's, it's Japanese people. cities, yeah. Brought back to life to fight an invading force of monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's a CGI anime. And it's crazy as fuck. Rivers of blood. <laughs> Oodles of blood. Blood everywhere. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Pottersville is, like we said earlier, a Christmas film about a, a, a lot about a Bigfoot or a man dressed up as a Bigfoot. Again. Super bonkers. The Bad Batch. Where do you even start talking about what the fucking Bad Batch is? Um, yeah, it's post, <laughs> post-apocalyptic bodybuilding cannibals with um, Keanu Reeves leading a cult yeah. thrown in there. Jim Carrey's yeah. there as a hobo. Yeah, he's, Jason he's Momoa is the main character. Around. <laughs> so weird. Very, very stylish. Um, yeah, it's weird. Aramentari, the blacksmith and the devil is a about a demon and a blacksmith fighting each other. Yep. <laughs> Say no more. Catfight, we've already covered. That is about basically two women fighting for 90 minutes. And Holidays is a anthology movie. There's, what, five different short films in there? Four or five? Yes. Um, Set on a different holiday. Each film set on a different holiday of the year, like St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Christmas, New Year. I, I think I would like to rule out holidays. Really? Because, because I think it's a cheat. Because it gets to be crazy like eight times. True, but it is crazy. Yeah, it is. But it's... <laughs> it's super bad shit. 
but I think it's, I think that's bending the rules because it's okay. it's eight eight short films. Okay, if you're gonna rule out holidays, I want to rule out Catfight. Uh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Catfight so, isn't that crazy compared uh, to the other four. I think it's... it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be honest, that's the one I was gonna pitch. Really? Yeah. Wow, really? Because, <laughs> yeah, because it's it's totally surprising. And it's But is it batshit crazy? It's just well, two women who don't like each other fighting. It's like a night out. Yeah, but they're like mashing each other with like tire irons and it's like Tom and Jerry type. Agreed. But Ganso is about monsters being fought by dead people in Japan. And then you've got like you've got like um you know, people going into comas for three years at a time which you didn't see come in and True. It's it's set in reality, isn't it? That's why it looked it's weird for me, you know, it's 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 it is weird. It isn't as weird as Ganso. It isn't as weird as Pottersville. It isn't as weird as the Bad Batch. Oh see see Pottersville was the one I was gonna knock off as being the I think you can knock out Pottersville. I think I'm happy to knock away Pottersville. Um, and Pos probably happy to knock away Eramentari as well, purely for the fact that it's such a really good film. And yeah. it is crazy, but it's really, really good. Yeah. And I'd probably give the same argument to The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch isn't really even about anything, but it's quite good. For me, it's it's, it's Ganso. But if for you, it's Catfight, then... Well, it was between those two. They were my two. Um... The Ganso has, an, has a monster in it that's made up of human people. It's got one as just a head. Yeah. It just it's got one that looks like Danny Trejo. Yeah. <laughs> there's we'll so much blood in it. There's so much death in it. There's so much. It's it's all controlled by one big black ball <laughs> that just brings people back to life. I you cannot tell you how much how crazy this film is. Ganso has to win this award. It's done. <laughs> it has to. It's batshit crazy. Was that well, that was Russ's wildcard for season three, wasn't it? No, it was mine. Oh, was it yours? Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. No <laughs> problem. Right, that's five <laughs> awards down. Shall we have a break? Let's do it. See it. See you later. Also during the Botskers Award ceremony, we like to induct two new members into our Hall of Fame, or the Captain's Gallery as we call it. Basically, these these are people that we think deserve a bit more recognition for their contributions to the show, I guess. Yeah, and it tends to be because they've turned up more than once or they've made a lasting impression on us, yeah. for good or for bad. So the, <laughs> we inducted two people last year. Last year we inducted Mason Blair, who had been in a couple of films in the first two seasons and hasn't been back uh, since. He, he'd written um, a, He'd written one as well, yeah. One, hadn't he? Yeah, he'd written one. He was in at least two, maybe even three. Uh, I believe he was in three. He was in three. He was in Murder Party, and he was in Small Crimes, and he was in Hold the Dark. Hold the Dark. Did he write? Hold, I think he wrote Hold the Dark as well. He did, yeah. And we also inducted Shannon Purser last year, because mainly because she was Sierra Burgess in one of the worst films we've ever seen, and she'd also she was also in. Um, she popped up in Wish Upon. Yes, correct. She was like the, one of the best friends in that. Dug that out of my head. So and they they both went in last year. Yeah, correct. And so we need to put two new people in this year. So we'll do one now and we'll do one later. 
Um, do you want to reveal who's going in first this year into the hall, captain's gallery? Uh, no, because I can't remember which order we're doing it in. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, you you do it. The first inductee into the 2021 captain's gallery is going to be Alexander Skarsgård. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome along to the captain's gallery. Um, again, Alexander Skarsgård has appeared twice on the show. Um, he was in the aforementioned Hold the Dark as well. And he was also in Mute. He's, he was the, He's lead the lead in, in both, Mute. wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was the lead in both. Um, Hold the Dark finished fourth in that season's stream table. Mute finished 12th. So he's done pretty well in both appearances as well. Um, I didn't, he didn't even have to speak in the second one. He didn't. He was mute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he, play, he played mute. If you don't know Alex, Alexander Skarsgård, he's pretty much been in a lot of stuff just lately. He's in the new Kong vs. Godzilla film. Um, he plays Randall Flagg in the new series of The Stand. Uh, he was in True Blood back in the day. He's a famous Skarsgård. His brother plays Pennywise. <laughs> there's loads of... I think there's three of them, isn't there? There's Bill, Alexander and Stellion. Yeah. Furley deserves to be in there, I think. Hold the Dark and Mute are both really good films. And like you said, he, he took the lead in both of them. So, welcome to the Captain's Gallery, Mr. Skarsgård. We will hang his picture in due course in yep. the uh, in the mess. <laughs> Aboard the streamboat. Yeah. Right, shall we move on to the second half of the uh, award ceremony? Let's do it. Whose turn is it to read one? Mine? Yes, go for it. Um, the next award category that we are going to be doing this evening is Best Performance by a Non-Human. So these nominations are all non-human based. Why have I got the difficult words again? God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> the nominations are The Zombievers from Zombievers. No, um, it's not. It's not. What am I it's doing? The, it's the Zombiever Bear. Oh, the Zomb... Oh, sorry. I'll start again. The nominations are the Zombear Beaver from <laughs> Zombievers, uh, the Danny Treo Demon from Gantz O, Shoya Ishida from A Silent Voice, Shoko Nishimaya from A Silent Voice, the Colors from Fast Color, and the Easter Bunny from Holidays. What are your thoughts, Nicholas? I, I think I'm ruling out the Zombiever Bear because <laughs> <laughs> it was like two seconds. It wasn't <laughs> in for very long, and I think that's fair. You can't have it. Uh, plus, <laughs> okay. <laughs> plus, we're not giving an award to the Backstreet Boys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> True. That was yeah. That was played by the Backstreet Boys randomly. I'm um, ruling out the the colours in Fast Color. <laughs> why? Because well, it was just a special effect. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But you, well, no, why are you gonna are you gonna argue them? I was gonna argue them, but okay, they're just awesome. <laughs> that was well, my argument. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right; it isn't a performance, and they're they're not. No. And that was about as far as I got. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm open to to argue the, between the rest of. It's weird for me that we've nominated the two characters from A Silent Voice because okay. they're human. <laughs> They're voiced by humans and they're humanoid cartoon characters. But they're they're animations. They are animations. That was the, uh, that was, that was the <laughs> thinking. I, 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 I can't really look past the Danny Trejo demon in Ganso. That, I think that's where I'm looking. <laughs> I, I think Ganso is looking at getting two awards in a row here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that moment in that film in that it isn't officially a Danny Trejo demon. It just looks like him. 
<laughs> We've just called it that. It's not what it's called. I don't they think. kill it like four times. Yeah, and it, it just, just keeps, coming, keeps back. coming back for more. It's a and really it, good moment in that film. It is a brilliant scene. Yeah, it is. It's probably the best part of that film. And it's definitely the best monster in that film. He's won it. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to the Danny Trejo demon. Right. Moving on. I'm not putting his. Um, we're not putting his picture up <laughs> on the boat. No. The next award of the evening. Uh, next up, we have the most memorable moment. And we had plenty of those. We did. Why there's so, so many nominations in this category. <laughs> nominations are the shooting in Calibre, baby thrown off a motorbike in Peelers. You just can't imagine these being read out at the Oscars, can you? <laughs> no. The <laughs> the blacksmith goes to hell in Erementari. The police station fight in Lost Bullet. <laughs> Get your dicks out for the girls in The Overnight. And meeting the Easter Bunny in Holidays. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Where do we even start with this one? I think one should be thrown out straight away. Okay. It so is, do I. Which one are you talking? Which one are you thinking? I think as great as it is and as well choreographed as it as it is, I'm ditching the police station fight from Lost Bullet. Okay. That's fine. Um, that isn't the one I was going to say. Am- it's amazing. It's a great scene. But it doesn't quite stack up to the rest of them for me. No. In terms of sheer memorability. Completely agree. The one I was going to throw out is Baby Thrown Off a Motorbike from Peelers. Really? Because you missed it? Because I didn't see it, so how can it be memorable? <laughs> That's because um, you'd, you'd looked away from the screen. I had, yeah. It came, you, it, it came right at the end of the film. It, I did go you? back and watch it, yeah. It came. It comes right, it's literally the very last thing that happens in the film. There's the people are escaping the end of the film. One of them just drops a baby off the back of the motorbike. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the two... Two survivors are escaping, aren't they? Yeah. Um, unbeknownst was, or had we, had, was it announced to us? I can't remember. <laughs> but the guy has been infected and is a zombie. Yeah. Uh, we we just, found out just before, I think. He casually just throws this baby off the motorbike. Yeah. And But the worst part is it goes, <laughs> It does. I, and I, I, I can't believe I missed it. But I, I did. I had to rewind it. it to check I wasn't, like, hallucinating. <laughs> um, I think that's insane. I agree, it is insane. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. That foul film's insane, to be fair. Yeah. That, that, that as well could have been in the most batshit crazy category easily. Yes. Um, I think we're beating around the bush here. I think this one, to me, is pretty straightforward. I do want to give an honourable mention, because I think I know where we're going. Yeah. But I, I would like to give an honourable mention to The Overnight. <laughs> yeah because when uh jason Schwartzman and adam scott come out and do that dance completely just, stark bollock naked uh, yeah willie's With, out yeah as we say the aforementioned micropenis on full display yeah it is that's a very memorable <laughs> moment i really enjoyed that movie yeah i did I, as well I, I, i've got well a lot of time for the overnight I, i'd like to um, give a shout out to the easter bunny as well because that took my breath away when that thing showed up it's on the creepy. screen because it's, 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 it's creepy as grim. Well. It's horrible. It's a horrible looking thing. But we are being about the bush because the most memorable moment probably ever is the shooting from Calibre. 
I mean, it's definitely up there with last year's winner, which was the, the woman getting pushed off the cliff. Yeah, it's, it's as it has the same gravitas as that moment does. Yeah, and it's it's a no brainer. It was the easiest one for me. This one, it, yeah, if that scene doesn't happen, like, that film doesn't win our stream table. It is the winner. It's it's the uh, the young boy getting shot in yeah. uh, in Calibre. If that if that scene doesn't happen, that film is not number one in the table. That that scene makes that film what it is. Yeah, and it, it's not just the actual. Uh, shooting it is it is the next three four five minutes in the movie yeah. isn't it it's it's everyone's performance around that it's, it's the, the the two leads and then when the father comes running around the corner yeah it's yeah it's awesome it's one of the first times in the history of the show where i've literally like almost left my seat from like holy shit i did not see that come in because it comes out of nowhere as well it's so out of left field it's a great moment yeah winner shooting caliber congratulations to those done the next award of the evening, we're flying through these, is, this is my favourite award that we give, I think. Um, this is the Drowning in the Stream Award. So, for those who are not aware, the Drowning in the Stream Award is given to a highly famous, highly regarded actor who, for some reason, has appeared on our show. <laughs> what and are you doing in this movie? Is why are you down movie? here at the bottom of the stream when, you, when you're a top, top-notch actor? So, the nominations for the Drowning in the Stream Award go to Jim Carrey for The Bad Batch, Robert Redford for The Discovery, Ron Perlman for Pottersville, Kevin Smith for Holidays, and Anna Paquin for Furlough slash Time Out, and I've done an and too early, because it's and Gary Oldman for Tau. Cool. There's some some good ones here. Yeah, there are. (laughs) There's some fantastic actors there, and some not-so-fantastic films. (laughs) <laughs> I I think I'm ruling out Kevin Smith because he he wasn't in it. He just directed ten minutes. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> but definitely notable that he turned up to direct a segment in that movie. Yes, definitely. Um, and I and I think, like I said before, one of the reasons Holiday shows up quite a lot in these awards is because there was eight different yeah. mini movies, all <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think that skewed their nominations a bit. Agreed. Well, but that's fine. I think I'd like to rule out Anna Paquin because she's literally in one scene. Yeah. And I think she probably just turned up on set for the day. Yeah, probably. She's probably just a friend of somebody who was in it. I think you can also rule out Ron Perlman. Cause Me too. Ron Perlman is a big name actor, but he does appear in a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> he does work a lot. And he isn't. it isn't unusual to find him in something that's not top quality. Which leaves us with three. Yeah. So it leaves us with Gary Oldman for Tau, Jim Carrey for The Bad Batch, and Robert Redford for The Discovery. Okay, I've got one. Okay. Have you? Yes. I'm putting my chips in on Bobby Redford. Me too. Robert Redford's one of the most famous people in the world. Famous actors in the world. Yeah, I know this film was a couple of years old, but obviously, why did he choose this one? (laughs) I don't know. It's so strange that Robert Redford is in this film. It's all right. Yeah. And he's fine. And But he's Robert Redford. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't have to he can be so choosy and what made him choose this? Yeah. It's fine, but that's it. Yeah. It's totally middle of the road, the movie. Yeah, completely. And I did not understand why he was in it. It's literally middle of the road. It was 12th in the stream table. You didn't get much more middle than that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so bang average. Yeah, and yeah, I don't and understand. It's not even like a really 
certainly the way it ended up on screen. It's not even like a meaty role for him to like. No, he not really. really no... get to flex his muscles in it. No, there's it? no real acting. acting in it. It's just. No, I just can't understand how he's in it. But just to give the other two a shout, out, Jim Carrey being in the Bad Batch is not unusual. It's a very strange part because it's he's basically mute. And he doesn't. He's unrecognizable. He's completely he? unrecognizable. You wouldn't know it was him if you didn't know it was him. And but Keanu Reeves is in it as well. I mean, there's names there. And Gary Oldman is the voice of the computer in Tau. Fair enough. He's got a voice. He's got a great yeah. voice. That's a good bit of casting for me. He's he's done a week of dialogue, hasn't yeah. he? In the, it's in a the good. Studio. It's a great bit of casting. But Robert Redford being in the Discovery with Jason Segel. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Done deal. Excellent. We've got two awards left. The two, I was going to say, the biggest awards. I don't think you'd want this award. (laughs) You won't want the next one. So we'll do this one. Then we'll do the second induction of the Captain's Gallery. Then we'll do the shiniest gem, the big one. The one everybody's talking about. So this one is the award for the biggest waste of time. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the nominations are Deadly Detention. Swiped, Aerials, 2036 Origin Unknown, Dark Light, and Thoroughbreds. Initial thoughts. An, an absolute rogues gallery. Yeah, it really now, is. I'm going to address the horse in the room straight away. <laughs> yeah. For me, Thoroughbreds is nowhere near as bad as the rest of these. <laughs> Thoroughbreds is an awful film. That's a fact. I, I didn't have a great time watching it. It didn't do much for me. We have some fans of the we show out there that enjoy thoroughbreds. And... Yeah, we didn't we didn't rank my father in law for one. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. We didn't rank it highly. But it's nowhere near as bad as the rest no, of the it. No, it isn't. It isn't. I I will you're, admit you're now you're that you're just trying to wind Ross up. I'm just trying to wind Ross up. That is exactly what I'm doing. Thoroughbreds is a terrible film. Ross is wrong for liking it. That's a fact. That's <laughs> you can't in, say that. I can. I just have. It's unarguable that he's wrong in this occasion. <laughs> but we, I, I'm prepared to wipe it out because because it's not it's not as bad as the rest of them. That's for sure. It wasn't a waste of my time. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, where do we start with the rest of them, though? I suppose any again any of the rest of them could win this. Unmitigated bullshit. <laughs> so we've got. 2036 Origin and Nine was the bottom of last season's stream table. Swiped was the bottom of this season's stream table. So in theory, they're the two worst films we've seen. However, the stream table is not a judge of the worst and the best films. It's judged in the moment for that week of where we think that film rates alongside. You don't necessarily, what I'm trying to say is you don't necessarily end up with the worst film at the bottom and the best film at the top. Agreed? Yeah. Because we're not it, we're not ranking films best. It's, you know, we're also taking into account which did what did we most enjoy yeah. you know we there's a lot more did we did we have we you know we might have a flawed film that we... rated higher than an average film because it had one good performance or it had a good moment yeah. in it that's why we or do these two like awards the, because we like the design you know yeah. it, the stream table was judged sort of against thing. the other films in the table whereas these awards now are to pick the worst film and the best film that we've seen in those two series, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll pitch one straight away if you want. Go for it. Unless you want to run for it. <laughs> I have zero positivity 
I, I can't say anything positive at all about Deadly Detention. I think it is right up there with the worst films I've ever seen. I hated it. Agreed. All of it. Awful. <laughs> it is awful. It's a terrible film. But I'd like to rule out Aerials for the exact same reason that I mentioned it earlier on. I don't think it's fair to judge it against these other films. Even though it's people being threatened by a giant bollock in the sky. Yes, even though it's about that. For the same reason that I wanted Katie Sackhoff to win the award, the 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 rest of the films in there are intentionally not made to be terrible. Whereas Ariel's knew what it was. Yeah, fine. Fine. But the rest of them, Dark Light, 2036 Unknown, Swiped, and Deadly Detention, are four of the worst films I've ever seen. Horrendously bad films. And yeah. any of the four of them can win that. Any of them. I can't even I can't, argue anything right. good about any of the four of them. No, but but if I'm if I'm having to rule things out, I think I'm kind of edging towards giving Darklight a pass on this occasion because that was the one that I found amusing. Yeah, it's it was so entertainingly bad. bad. Because there's a guy who gets shot full on with a shotgun and then he comes back about 10 minutes later. There's, <laughs> there's a girl on the roof. No... We've never found out why she's on the roof or where she got, how she got back off the roof. Yeah, there's that guy, and I found this hilarious, there's that guy who is like the expert in these with these aliens. He's waited his whole life to, you know, he spent his whole life researching them. He's now got this opportunity to try and catch <laughs> one, investigate one, and he dies within yeah, he two seconds. Yeah, completely halloran. Um, so, yeah, I agree. In, Dark Light in terms is, of your sort of Dark Light was entertaining. Watching, there's more to it. Yeah. Okay, so that narrows it down to three. That narrows it down to Deadly Detention, Swiped, and 2036 Origin Unknown. That's tough. It was really tough. <laughs> I don't even know. 2036 Origin Unknown is one of the most boring times of my life. It's, <laughs> so, it's so boring. Like, beyond boring. Um, swiped is offensively bad. It's just poor. And the fact, I think Swiped should win it because the director really likes Swiped and she goes off at people <laughs> if they don't like her film and she kicks off. And I'd love it. I'd love it if she kicks off at us. I'd find that really entertaining. But then Deadly Detention is piss poor. It's not even right, about right. anything. So the way I thought about it is Deadly Detention is the easiest one to get right Yes, because, agreed. Because it's so the 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 premise of it is basically Breakfast Club with the serial killer in a so, prison. In yeah, so for some for, reason for these reasons, kids are doing a detention in a prison. Yeah, which is ridiculous in itself, and it turns out yeah they they're getting hunted down. You could have done surely that was easiest to get right. Yeah, inventive deaths. You know, there's loads of stuff around you can use around a prison. Just. But it's it's awful, and then at the end it turns out none of them are dead. That's <laughs> yeah, true. And oh yeah, the teacher comes back and says, "Oh no, no, they're all still breathing." Should we give it's, it to Deadly Detention, Nick? That's the one that all will have a place three in of my them heart. are terrible. <laughs> but terrible. All, yeah. So, so you can't say I can't say movies. anything good about those three. The fact that Katie Sackhoff won worst performance probably rolls out twenty thirty six. But Swiped, Swiped is such a bad film. Yeah. The fact that it finished below Ariel's on the stream table says everything. 
sure. <laughs> Where did Deadly Detention finish? Uh, it would have been just above 2036, I believe. Let me just quickly double check. Yeah, so Deadly Detention finished 24th, 2036 finished 25th. Deadly Detention is the worst film we've seen in the last two seasons. I think so. Deal. Award handed out. Right, we need to induct another person into our captain's gallery. Then let's say welcome to your friend of mine, a true favourite on this show over the the past few years welcome aboard robbie ml thoroughly deserved thoroughly deserved leave your sh- leave your shirt shirt at the door yeah robbie ml should never wear a shirt that's a fact he should not be allowed to wear clothes um and i'm probably <laughs> i'm I, you know if he's on the stream boat I'm, I'm probably having him um serving me my food just shirtless definitely if he's on the stream boat i'm always wearing clothes i'm not getting my buddy out in front of him it looks so inadequate <laughs> Robbie Amell has appeared on the show three times over the past 100 films. Um, his first his first appearance was in a film called When We First Met, which finished 11th in the season one stream table. That was the time-travelling photo booth, wasn't it? It was indeed the time-travelling photo booth. Um, he then appeared in season two in The Babysitter, which finished seventh on the stream table. And then he appeared again for the third time, also in season two or in season three? Season two. Three. No, three. Sorry, yeah, it was in season three. Uh, in Ark, which was finished 18th on the season three stream table. So he's appeared in three, all f- the first three seasons, he's had one film. It didn't appear in season uh, four? It, no, but he did pop up, obviously, in The Babysitter 2, which we did, yeah, we a, did a bonus episode on. We did. So yeah, so, Robbie Amell just it seems to have taken this journey with us. There's a few on the long list that he's in as well, so he, he will appear again on the show at some point. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. So, uh, if you don't know who he is, he's basically he's the brother of Stephen Amell. Fun fact, Stephen Amell was born on the exact same day as me. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's going to be 40 in a couple of weeks' time as well. <laughs> um, Yeah, welcome aboard to Robbie Amell, I guess. Welcome, welcome. Which leaves us with one last award to give out. You're sitting down. I am. Have been for ages now. About <laughs> <laughs> forty years. Yeah. So <laughs> we we end with the biggest award, the shiniest award, for it is the shiniest gem. <laughs> when we started the show, we decided that what we're looking for is hidden gems at the bottom of Netflix. So the award is named the shiniest gem award because this is the award for the best film that we've seen over the past two seasons. And I think this is going to be an interesting Yeah, I'm really scared about this one. <laughs> I have strong opinions. I, th- I think you know what I'm... I think you... Th- you think you know what I'm going to do. Yes. And try and argue. Yes. But I think you might be surprised. Okay, good. But let's see. <laughs> let's see. Would you like to read out so, the nominations? The nominations for the Shiniest Gem Award are... See You Yesterday. Erementari. The Blacksmith and the Devil. Calibur. Bon Cop, Bad Cop. The Plagues of Breslau. And The Bad Batch. Wonderful. All of those films are great. Let's just get that out there straight away. Sure. All of those films are great. I'd like to roll out one straight away. If I could. Uh, 
I, I've got three to rule out. I think it's between three. Okay. Um, you go. You go first. It's definitely not Bond Cop, Bad Cop. Right. So I thought you'd say this first. <laughs> Let me say straight away. I think Bond Cop, Bad Cop is the funniest movie we have ever seen on this show. Okay. And for me, if, again, I didn't have to deal with you, <laughs> it was... It would be a lot higher on my personal stream table. It finished eighth in season three. Yeah, and so you might you might be thinking, why is it why is it on the shiniest gem if it only finished eighth? I am well, thinking that we did have a big <laughs> argument at the time. Yeah, for me, it is one of the most pleasant surprises we have ever had. I I, I loved it. It is a hidden gem. It is it is good. It's it's really funny. It's it properly is. funny. It is. I know you don't like cop films. I don't like cop films. I don't do a lot of comedy either. But it is good and it is funny. But it isn't the best film we've seen. Um, And it, it took us totally by surprise. I really wanted it on here as an honourable mention. Yep. Because I think, I think it's great. But I don't think it should win. Good. Because it shouldn't. So you said you wanted to knock out three of them. So let's do that straight away then. So I presume, was that one of them? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think the Bad Bats should win. Agreed. And Bad Batch finished third not. in season three. Yeah, it's it's great. It looks amazing. It's got some good performances in. Interestingly, as we were saying earlier, the the stream table is not indicative of what these are going to be. It finished third. Super Dark Times finished second and isn't nominated. So that just shows you that it's the difference between the award and the tables, I guess. So I don't. Yeah, I, for me that that doesn't quite quite get it. Um, and yeah, just to expand on that a bit, it's it's like what we said. So I see this this movie a lot as you know what really took us by surprise yeah you know what so super dark times is a great film but did i kind of expect it to be good yeah 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 i did from this trailer and from the synopsis yeah. and from some and it is really good it's great but that that's kind of my thinking of why it's not on this yeah. this category um for me the plagues of breslau doesn't quite cut it here Agreed. either I'm with you on that. Even though that finished second in this season's stream table, yeah, it it it's a good film, but again, it's not. It doesn't compete. It has no yeah. So what you're telling me is it's between See You Yesterday, the winner of season three, Caliber, the winner of season four, and Arimentari, which finished fifth in season three. Yeah. Okay. So it's either the winner of one of the two stream tables or the film that finished fifth in season three. Correct. I'm going to put it out there now. It's definitely the film that finished fifth in season three. 100% agree. (laughs) Aramentari, The Blacksmith and the Devil is the best film we've seen this year, in the last year on this show. It definitely has the element of surprise. So I think we said when it came out at the time, We'd seen it lurking on the it, long list. Yeah, it's been on the long list since we started the show. So at that point, and 55 kind of, films we'd, ago. We'd kind of mentioned, sort of joked, hadn't we? Oh, look, there's that weird Spanish film that's based on a folk tale. I hope that never comes out. Yeah, that's going to be really tough to do. It came out. We watched it. It was so much fun. It's so good. I'm so glad you're on board with this. I honestly thought I'd have to argue this one with you. 
And no, it's, it, it's the shiniest gem for me for the, from the last agreed last two two seasons. But just the the experience but, of watching it because I watched we watched it on the same night. Although we don't talk about the films at the same time, but the two guys from Grief Burrito watched it at the same time. Ross Cook watched it at the same time. And there was just like a it was like a moment that was happening because <laughs> that doesn't happen. We the people were talking about this film before we recorded our episode on it. And uh, yeah. it felt like something was happening at the time. And the people at Netflix must have been like, five people watched Erementari last night. What's going on? <laughs> so just just to give a really brief synopsis, if if you've not heard our episode or you're not you're not familiar, it it is based on a, a Basque folk tale. It's it's a, a blacksmith who happens to have a demon captured and <laughs> it sort of he makes a deal with the demon and Essentially, the blacksmith ends up going to hell yeah. to kick the devil's ass. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. I can't even begin to tell you how good this film is. How it's... I don't even understand why it's so low on the table. I, you're asking me to remember what was around it, and I can't, okay, so I can't remember. Fast Colour's just above it at number four. Yeah. The Bad Batch is at number three. Ganso's just below it. So okay. The, the top of season three stream table is so fucking strong. Like, I'd, I'd pretty much stand by that. I mean, may, maybe I'd switch it, maybe the Bad Batch, but like I say, I think Fast Call is great. Yeah. I think Super Dark. There's just is, an experience around maybe. watching Erementari. It's, it's just there, and it's just, it's so good. You, you also know what this means. What's that? If Well, if we're giving the shiniest gem to that, it means that our shine, both shiniest gem winners are Spanish movies. That is true. And who... Could have possibly thought that. <laughs> that is that is crazy. Yeah, the Mirage won the first Botskas, uh, first ever Botskas Shiniest Gem Award, and it's still the best film we've ever seen out of the hundred. It is just is. Um, yeah, I'm not commenting. It, it is, <laughs> in my opinion, so, it is the best film we've seen. And yeah, I think they're the only two Spanish movies we've watched, <laughs> and they both won Shiniest Gem Award. Nothing else springs to mind. So that's that's pretty uh, pretty high pressure. For the next should the next we, Spanish uh, film come on? Maybe we should ban Spanish films from now on. We've kind of peaked with them. <laughs> <laughs> Aramentari is the shiniest gem 2021. Congratulations to its cast and crew. Well done. That's another Butskas Awards done, Nick. Are you happy with them all? Yes. Do we want to run down the winners again? Let's do it. Would you like me to do that? Or? Yeah, you can do if you want to. Okay, so just to recap, the best death was the Test Your Strength from Funhouse Massacre. The worst performance by a human was Katie Sackhoff in 2036, Origin Unknown. Uh, That was acting skills unknown for us. (laughs) The best performance by a human was Gugu Mbatha Raw in Fast Colour. The weirdest naughty was Snake Demon and an Irish lady <laughs> from the holidays. That was the St. Patrick's Day story, yeah, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. The most batshit crazy movie was Gantz O. Yep. The best performance by a non-humo. Non-humo. Non-human. That's <laughs> because I've just read Treo. <laughs> the best performance by a non-human was the Danny Trejo demon. Again, in Gantz O. Two awards for that movie. The most memorable moment was the kid getting shot in Calibre. The Drowning in the Stream Award goes to Robert Redford. The biggest waste of time was Deadly Detention. 
and the shiniest gem was Erementary, the blacksmith, and the devil. Thoroughly deserved. All of those thoroughly deserved. Um, before we started tonight, I highlighted the things I thought was going to win. Okay. Uh, do you want to know how many I got right? Yeah. Five. Okay, fifty yeah. percent. That's so not you've that. you've you've managed to argue against me five times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll t- I'll take that uh, ratio. I didn't highlight. I just went in raw. Oh yeah, raw or not. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> that just leaves us one thing to do, I guess. Do you know, What's that? We need to pick a film to start season five. Oh, of course we do. <laughs> um, in case you missed it, we released a small announcement, well, big announcement on a small episode last Monday. Um, basically, what we're, we're changing things up a little bit for season five. We've um, decided to shake up the show a little bit, I guess. So, as of next Monday, we will be releasing two episodes a week. So, the Monday episode will now be more laid back, more general chat about things that are going on at Netflix, news, things we've been watching, that sort of thing. Basically, the intro of our current episodes elongated to 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, we've got a few new things we want to try in there over the coming weeks. Yeah, we've got some features. uh, Which we'll... We'll have a go at as well. So a bit, bit experimental, but I think uh, I think it'll allow us to, uh, yeah, branch out a little bit, I guess. We're calling that The Wave, and that will be coming every Monday from now on. Every Thursday from now on will be the film chat, the, the basically what we do now, but without the big intro at the beginning. So it'll just be us two talking about the film of the week. That's the bottom of the stream, bottom of the stream movie show that will come out on a Thursday. So we need to pick a film now that will be for the episode that comes out next Thursday. Sure. What would you like to get from the opening episode of season five, Nick? It's a fresh start. You know, I, I'm completely open to any genre, <laughs> any country, anything. I am a, I am a completely uh, blank, blank canvas as is our season five stream table. <laughs> it is right. I'm going to press the button then. Are you ready? Let the randomizer do its worst. It has picked a film called Temple. Okay. Do you have any idea what Temple is? I have absolutely not whatsoever. <laughs> Do you like to make a prediction? I, I'm guessing there's some a religious aspect to it. <laughs> Correct. Um, Temple, according to IMDb, is an adventure drama horror film. Um, it says, Three American tourists follow a mysterious man deep into the jungles of Japan, searching for an ancient temple. When spirits entrap them, their adventure quickly becomes a horrific nightmare. That sounds like a solid opener <laughs> and right up our stream. It does, doesn't it? It sounds like a little bit of us, that film. Um, it is a little bit of us because it is rated at 3.6 on IMDb. Okay. And it's from 2017. Okay, so yeah, Temple. You were excited for that one? Yeah. You never know, it might be next season's next Botskas Awards Chinese Gem Award. You never know, dear. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's more than likely going to be the biggest waste of time. So yeah, go out and check out Temple. And in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at BOTS underscore podcast. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Our email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com if you want to drop us an email. The website is bottom of the stream.com. On there, you'll find every episode we've ever recorded. All four season stream tables are now fully complete. And the uh, at some point over the weekend, I'll get the Botskas Awards up there so you can check out for yourself. I'll put some clips in if I can find them. 
uh, yeah, just go check out the website. It's really good. You can also get some merch on there if you want to. Um, Patreon. Patreon's going to become quite big for us in the next season because, like we said, we're doing episodes Monday and Thursday. The Patreons will get both episodes on a Monday. So if you join our Patreon, you will get an episode four days earlier than everybody else. So check us out over there. Patreon.com slash Brighton the Stream. For a couple of quid every month, you get that bonus. You get some merch. You get all sorts. Nick writes an amazing newsletter every month. Uh, you get a wild card if you come in at a certain level. You can pick one of the films. So yeah, check us out over there. Patreon.com slash Brighton the Stream. And come join us in the Discord. We do loads of nice, cool chats in the Discord now. Everybody in there is really cool. Uh, the Discord link will be at the bottom of the show notes. It's been getting off like the clappers while we've been in here. I need to go and catch oh, up it? <laughs> find out what people are talking about. Um, yeah, so uh, if you can't do any of that, please consider taking a few minutes, though, to leave us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. That could be Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. i tell you what. What? If we get, like, 100 reviews between now and next Boxers... I'll give an award for the best review. Oh, that sounds awesome. Definitely, we'll do that. Just go and review us. Podchase is probably the best place to do it. Or Apple Podcasts. Do that. I think I think currently a Podchase is not giving a donation. Yeah, they're donating some money to some charity for every review that gets put <laughs> on the website. I don't know the details, but yeah, they are. So go and have a look at that. You can help, help some it's people. It's also a really great place for looking for podcasts. Podchase is, is really actually. good for podcast discovery. It's a podcast website built by podcasters for podcasters and podcast fans. It's definitely worth checking out. Have a look. It's a bit. It's, they're they're kind of trying to go for an IMDb for podcasts yeah, kind of thing. Exactly the vibe they're going for. So yeah, do all that. Excellent. Check us out. Check out Temple, and we'll come back next week for episode one of the Wave on Monday, and then following Thursday we'll talk about Temple. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>